Welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm joined here today by the uh, inimitable, the invincible, the greatest who's ever done it on pod and in your wife. That's right. I'm talking about fan favorite Ian Dixon. Yes, right. He Hello? did do it those people's wives. <laughs> um, and I, of course, and I, of course, and, and, and I, of course, am Scott Krause. The greatest podcaster, dead or alive. His name is Scott, the sound guy, Krause. So, Ian, uh... How how was it like over there in Sunny Hamtramck? We're doing a remote pod for the first time, and uh, it's got to be uh, since since the pandy, since uh, during pandy. Yeah, uh, it was a beautiful day in Sunny Hamtramck. It was actually Holy Sunny Hamtramck for a change. Oh wow! I heard you uh, were <laughs> drinking on the porch. You were drinking in public today. Yeah, uh, first porch beer of the year. It was. Quite nice, enjoyable. Uh, sun was shining. The Gorgeous. We're talking in, in languages that I didn't understand. It was uh, good. Old we had the same camp. exact day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so give me the give me the tasting notes for from your spring day beer. How was it? How was the spring day beer? Uh, I mean. It was a PPR on the porch, so it wasn't anything special, but it was refreshing for like a a crisp spring day. Nice. You know, it, uh, it did what, what it needed what to the, do. What was it? What was this brand? It was just a just a PBR. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Paps Blue PBRs, Ribbon. Paps Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Those beers, depending on your mood, depending on the time depending on the type of person you are, whether you're a good person or not, depending mm-hmm. on um, all sorts of different variables, can taste as good as the best, sweetest nectar from the gods, like 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 milk straight out of a goddess's tit. Or yeah. it could taste like milk straight out of a god's tit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Because I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, PBR has a wide variety of uh, different ways it could be enjoyed. Like sometimes I'll like be drinking a PBR, and like the reason behind the PBR is because uh, I don't want to buy like a more expensive beer or something like that. And yeah, and like it sits on my stomach wrong when I do it for reasons like that. It just mm-hmm. like. I start drinking it. I'm just like, oh, maybe I just shouldn't be drinking at all. And then I start thinking about my life choices. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like it. But a PBR porch beer on the first day of spring, 2023, mm-hmm. Sunningham Tramick. That sounds goddamn delightful. It was. It uh, It hit the spot, you know? Mm-hmm. I did step it up for the pod. I'm drinking a, a two-hearted now. Oh, you're stepping it up. Yeah. But I had to reserve the good stuff for the 
the good times, you know? That's right. You had to reserve the good stuff for broadcasting. That's right. I like it. I myself am drinking a bit of uh, a vino, uh, vino tinto, a little Malbec, a little red wine. I'm doing like the swirly thing in the glass for my Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. You don't see the legs, and that's apparently what they call it when you like splash the fucking wine in your glass when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. They call it legs. When it, when it sticks for a second. Yeah, and I don't know, what am I supposed to be looking for, you know? Like, is it good to stick? Is it good when it's sticky? I don't know. Depends on Do you your want personal sticky preference, or not? probably. I mean, I guess. I mean... Like, if I had a $1,000 wine. Like, uh, they do that with whiskey, too. If whiskey's got legs, it's got more, like, oils in it. <laughs> it's oily. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You oily well, bitch. Because <laughs> it, it uh, yeah, like, absorbs from, like, the barrels, right? There's, okay. like, uh, I don't know if I can know what kind of oils would have but wood oil i guess but um wood oil yeah it it, it absorbs some of those oils and it, it like adds to the flavor um sometimes that's nice sometimes it's not sometimes it's like weird and oily but uh yeah <laughs> yeah we're we're well familiar with it, the it, weird and oily at this show yeah <laughs> for sure but, but uh, this doesn't seem to be too weird of an oily of a thing. Yeah. If, so if like, um, go on. I, I don't know what I was going to say. Was, forget You're going to talk about something that. weird and oily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we're still trying to get our pod legs from uh, our remote pod legs because mm. uh, Ian may be broadcasting from sunny Hamtramck, Michigan. But I'm over here podcasting from the dead of night in Argentina, somewhere high above the city in my little uh, rented condominium shack. That's right. I'm uh, broadcasting from a pirate station south of the border as I flee the United States once again. That's right. Uh, Don't you want to flee the United States? Sometimes, yeah. Not lately, though. Not at the moment. Um you like it at the at moment? I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't live in Tennessee, so that's good news. Have you, have you been keeping up with what's going on down there? Um, are you talking about the shooter? Not that one. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a bad thing, but that's a bad thing that happened in Tennessee, but no. <laughs> no, that's, that's just typical. <laughs> that's everywhere. Come on, Scott. <laughs> but no, what happened in Tennessee? Well, I mean, there was there was that, and then there's like uh, that they're they're passing laws to ban drag shows. You saw oh, that yeah? bit. I don't remember yeah. that. I didn't see that. Okay, that was after the shooting. Um, uh, after that, there was some of the state lawmakers that did a protest in the Capitol about the shooting they said mm-hmm. hey we should do something about all these guns and protect our kids and uh they happened to be uh legislators of color and they okay. were uh they were removed from their 
elected positions by the the old white men in the legislature. Wait a minute. So, like congressmen, essentially yes. state congressmen, they right. were like just doing their job, like um, yeah, you know, expressing their opinion because they're elected to a certain office, and they go into a certain room and they have I don't know what they had. Maybe like, hey, I don't like when our kids get shot. <laughs> okay, and all they the old white guys like were like, or they're like, uh, we can't have this in our legislative uh, domain. You guys got to leave. So, like, they kicked them out of like the room or the job. They they removed them from their positions, their jobs. So, like, they're they're on the bread line now. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, that's crazy. Like, uh, like, I didn't I didn't know a that fellow congressmen could do that. It's yeah. hard to do. You need a super majority. Um, super majority. It, okay. Yeah. So, like, two thirds vote, um, and uh, unfortunately, the. The GOP has two thirds of the positions in that state, mm. and they uh, they ousted these these congressmen. See, that's what there I was a third, don't like. There was, there was a there was a third congressman that was included in the protest um, that was not ousted. Can mm. you guess why? Third congressman. Well, yeah. probably because they either. Uh, you know, they know the right people. They they've said the right things mm-hmm. in the past. Maybe they've done some good work in the legislature, or uh, maybe they're white. That's that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Um, that's Tennessee for you, I suppose. Tennessee. So at least I don't live in Tennessee. Things could be worse. You live in Tennessee. You live in jolly old Hamtramck, Michigan. And yeah, yeah I mean, like, I can't say that like going like the Argentinian government's any better in this kind of regard. You know, I mean, like I'm Ham- sure that Hamtramck there's... government's not all that solid either. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> any government really is that. You can point to about just about anything, but like, um, yeah, it's still crazy that like, this is like, I mean, it it seems like an almost harmless protest if it's just a, just like three congressmen, um, saying like their opinion about this school shooting, which is kind of a majority opinion held by a lot of other places, probably the places they represent at least. Yeah, absolutely. um, and like they get ousted for it. That's crazy. That's just, that's insane. I didn't even know you could do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I didn't even know that would be wise, you know, as like a elected body to kind of do that. So, but I mean, you heard about it, so it must've, so it must've hit the news in some kind of crazy way. Yep. It's, Let me see. Uh, causing some. Did that happen today? I. Uh, in the last couple of days, yesterday I think was when I heard about it. Mm. It was in the last two days. Yeah, like the only thing I've been hearing about in the news, particularly politically, has been mm-hmm. like you know Donald Trump is indicted 
for being a porn star some money, Mm -hmm. um, which I have opinions about. I think you should be able to pay porn stars money because how else are they going to make money if they do important work? That's not... That's not the problem, though. The problem is he tried to write it off in his business records and falsified. So it's re- it's really business fraud. See, that's that kind of seems like peanuts considering everything else. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's not the most egregious <laughs> thing he's done for sure. But uh, it's it's something that's relatively easy to prove compared to. Well, did he incite uh, an insurrection? He didn't say specifically to do this or that, but mm-hmm. well, when there's crimes that that you have to prove intent, it's that's like a slippery kind of thing. And like this one's like, well, <laughs> he said this and then he did this, and like those don't match up, and that's that's fraud. It's a little easier to man. Pin down. They're getting him like Al Capone. Yeah. Remember, remember Al Capone back in our youth when we were uh, when we were like little toddlers back in the thirties. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, we were buying we're we're swilling that bootleg gin up in the speakeasy, Mm -hmm. and uh, up on the radio came news that old Al Capone, our buddy, our pal guy who poured us a drink or two every Valentine's Day on your birthday. Of course, he was mm-hmm. celebrating something else. But uh, uh, it came on the news. Hey, look at here. Over here on uh, CBS, they say, oh, old Al Capone. Oh, he didn't do his taxes. And we were like, well, of course not. Of course he didn't do his taxes. <laughs> He's Al Capone. <laughs> right. Nope. He doesn't Half have any legitimate income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he reported right. The, the form said <laughs> to put all your legitimate income into this column. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, shit. <laughs> I got $10 for my grandma. <laughs> for Easter. But I don't got anything else. So he did his taxes, and they got him. And I thought that was a shame. It was a shame that they got old old Al for that. And I, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. I'm I'm no Trumper. I'm not. I'm, I don't like any of his policies. Um, I I don't like the comportment he had, and or, or this his style. But you know, like I think, and this is my opinion. You know, don't kick me out of the Tennessee legislator for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you should be able to pay porn stars with campaign funds for whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's publicity. You know, it's advertising in a way. Um, if he didn't do that, I feel like the media wouldn't have globbed onto it and he wouldn't have won the election. So that makes sense as an expense. Mm hmm. You know, I'm not one to look. I say, if we're gonna punish someone for a crime, like do the actual crime. Don't 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 like, don't like get all dot and i's and cross and t's about about other things. And that's gonna make me look bad later. 
Because I don't dot I's or cross T's. My handwriting mm. is sloppy, sir. Man, I just, I just, my, my, my taxes are delivered in a, in a empty Wendy's bag. <laughs> you know? So I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want the IRS getting all, uh, getting all persnickety about like, you know, campaign funds to porn stars. I mean, what mm-hmm. are they going to do when they see my expense records and like half my income goes to porn stars and they're like, that's not a business expense, Scott. And I say it is. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to think if I don't pay off porn stars? I'm a thinking man. I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that, uh, you know, has a job. Like I do digital marketing. I make advertisements. Mm-hmm. I do a search engine optimizations. I, I build websites. It's called knowledge work, Ian. Yeah, it's research. It's research. And like it's part of the job. In order f- that's right. In order for a brain to work, it's science. You know it's science. You're a psychologist. You're a therapist. Mm-hmm. You're you're a guy yeah. of man you're a man of you're a man of the world. Like you mm-hmm. need a rest. You need to relax. You need to take your time off. Right. And sometimes that means paying off porn stars. <laughs> I mean, who who here in this room hasn't paid off porn stars? Raise your hand if you haven't paid off porn stars. That's right. Kyle, That's right. I'm Nobody's... shocked. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, don't let him lie. He's paid off porn stars. He uses his uh, allowance. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say about that kind of situation. While we're talking politics, let's just do this. Let's just do a completely political episode now that I have left the country and I can't be prosecuted for (laughs) my political thoughts. Yeah, why not? (laughs) You know, we're about 20 minutes in and we've been talking politics. Um, So how do you vote, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I vote for the least worst option. Mm-hmm. Have you ever voted Republican in your life? No. Okay. <laughs> it's never been the least worst option. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At least not like, uh, not since the the Bush years when I started being able to vote. Yeah. Would you have voted against Bill Clinton the second time around? He balanced the budget, man. No, probably not. What was it? Bob Dole was the other option? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think Bob Dole versus Bill Clinton. I don't know. I feel like I like the Bob Dole memes from like the Saturday Night Live sketches back (laughs) then. So maybe I would have liked that. You know. Maybe Saturday Night Live could have been funny for a few more years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lord knows if fuck I needed it. You know, because like I think you know you could trace back Saturday Night Live not being funny, probably to that Monica Lewinsky scandal when yeah. um when they had to like, you know, tread their feet around the idea of like uh like a sexual scandal in the White House and stuff like that and how'd they do it and like they didn't do it very well back then. Um mm-hmm. so like if they just had Bob Dole, like Bob Dole wasn't about to pay porn stars, you know, he wasn't about mm-hmm. to sex up an intern. He's Bob Dole. His his funniest <laughs> thing was that he kept talking about himself in the third person. He's Bob Dole. I'm Bob Dole. Bob <laughs> Dole thinks. 
<laughs> that you shouldn't pay off porn stars. <laughs> Bob Dole thinks if you pay off porn stars, you should file it correctly. <laughs> there's a, there's a, Bob Dole thinks that there's a column specifically uh, specified in the code for, for porn star paying off. Bob Dole thinks this. <laughs> and if we had that, you know, like we wouldn't have had... I don't, I don't think we would have had that cycle of like reactionary voting that led to Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Cause like yeah. uh, the Bill Clinton led to George W. Bush, you know, led to that, you know, Texas drawl. Can I want to drink a beer with him? Kind of president, mm-hmm. which led mm-hmm. to the, like, you know what, if you want a personality president, I'm going to vote in Barack Obama, the cool guy president. And then that led to, well, if you're going to vote in a cool guy, I'm going to do the opposite of that. I'm going to vote in Donald Trump. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, so you're going to vote in somebody who's like like super in the news? Well, we're going to vote in somebody who's technically dead already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like we wouldn't have this like cycle. Bob Dole. Spiral. It's a spiral cycle. Yeah. That's my political opinion. Stop reacting and just after a dead guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's it's hard to say, you know, like, yeah, I don't think I'd have been able to predict a dead guy even four years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's see. I mean, like, who are they? Like Trump's running for president. I guess a guy in jail, maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. That's been the plan the whole time. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it leads to prison reform, maybe it is a good thing. You know, yeah. And the end of maybe, uh, yeah. we don't. I don't know if we need to reform it for like white collar criminals, though. <laughs> I think it's uh, that's the least of our problems when it comes that's to point to incarceration so we should that's another reason we should step up the charges i'm sure i'm sure he killed a man yeah if we we want to reform our approach to white collar criminals uh in order to be more more hard on them i could see that but uh that's not probably the direction of a white collar uh, criminal heading the executive branch yeah, yeah yeah prosecuted criminal i should say um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know, man. It, like, so if it's not a guy in jail, that's going mm-hmm. to be the following reaction. Let's say, let's say, you know, Trump can't escape this. This hound, Stormy Daniels, is the uh, is the downfall of old old Donnie Trump, and like, what man. happens next? Like. After a dead guy, I th- it might just be Chat GPT becomes president. <laughs> you know, it's 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 going to be something out of left field. Yeah, I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up Chat GPT, and we're going to ask it its presidential opinions on things. What what what's the first mm-hmm. thing you would be interested in for a presidential candidate? Um, how are you going to fix the economy? That's a loaded question because there's not a good answer for it. 
It, like I love how every time people talk about the economy, they're, they like they talk about it like it's a kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> like, how well, would you fix I mean, it? Like, it's broken. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, it's got an answer though. Okay. It's got a five-step program, which is more than I think I've seen from any <laughs> politician <laughs> in the past 20 sounds, years. Sounds promising already. Yeah. Um, so let's hear step, it. Step one, ChatGPT, President ChatGPT, uh, would encourage investment. One way to boost economic growth is to encourage businesses to invest in new equipment, technology, and infrastructure. This can be done through targeted tax incentives, grants, and other financial incentives. Second thing it would do is increase education and training. Education and training are critical to preparing workers for the jobs of the future. Uh, so that's education, vocational training, and apprenticeship programs. So this is nice. I would vote for ChatGPT. Um, it would try to foster innovation. Uh, in what way would it do this? Policies that support research and development, patent protections, and streamlined regulations. Okay. It would improve infrastructure such as roads, bridges, and public transport. And finally, it would promote international trade. So it's not one of these globalists fearing people. Mm-hmm. ChatGPT does not fear the globalists. Should I ask it if it would pay off a porn star? Would you pay off a porn <laughs> star? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have personal opinions or beliefs, so I guess if it made sense for the AI model to pay off a porn star, it would pay off a porn star. Um, so far, would you vote for ChatGPT as president? I would need more information about the specific plan on that five-point plan. It sounded a lot like uh, some of the conservative plans I've heard. Okay. I mean, I like I like the investment in education and in infrastructure, um, incentivizing investment in business sounds kind of uh, like tax breaks for rich people. I don't think that's been successful. I can see that. Um, I mean, like you know, depending. Yeah, it kind of depends on what you mean by tax incentives for businesses. Because yeah. like, so I would I would just need more more specifics yeah. about how how we go about that. Yeah, because like uh, like you can give me a tax incentive for business by being like, look, Scott, paying off porn stars is definitely something you can write off. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're like, oh, good, because I need to make investments. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Hey man, sex work is work. Right. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're a job creator. (laughs) I'm a job. I mean, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm a, I, I'm creating this economy single handedly by paying off all these porn stars. (laughs) I'm making a whole new sector, man. (laughs) Um, let's see. It, It, it has some points for each of these. Like it's got some, I guessed it for some mm-hmm. bullet points on each of those above, but it, it's kind of just saying the a bit of the same things. As far as international yeah. trade is concerned, it says it's like yeah, free trade agreements and but protect your intellectual rights within the company. Infrastructure mm-hmm. is basically self-explanatory. Um, innovation, increase funding for research and development. Um, education, uh, yeah. 
develop partnerships between business and educational institutions. That's kind of neat. And encourage investment. Um, Public-private partnerships that share the risk and rewards of investments in new business and infrastructure projects. That could be interesting. Uh, There's this guy that always talks to me at Ghostlight when I go there. And he's mm-hmm. talking about a participatory economy. Do you know what a participatory economy is? I feel like I've heard that term before, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I also can't tell you off the top of my head. It's kind of <laughs> it, it. It seems like it seems like all pie, no sky. No, all sky, no pie. It's pie in the sky, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. But. Um, like the basic thought I'm getting of it is, is that instead of having private ownership of productive property, like businesses and factories and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, there's it's, it's owned by the public and there are councils that determine price of goods, who does what work, et cetera. Kind of like 1984 brave new world kind of communism. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know about I don't know about that. Have you read Brave New World, nineteen eighty four? I've read nineteen eighty four. You never read Brave New World, Aldous Huxley? No, I haven't. Um, it's pretty good. It's it's basically it, it's it's very akin to nineteen eighty four. Like they're always like presented in the same breath. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brave New World, like a big focus of it is for Aldous Huxley. He had a brother who was arguably more successful, um, even though Aldous Huxley is a big famous writer. Uh, his brother mm-hmm. was the kind of person, um, he was like a chemical chemist. Um, and he did a lot of work in like psychoactive chemistry and so a lot of the themes in Brave New World involve like everyone is given a pill to adjust their behavior. Um, and Aldous Huxley himself was obsessed with LSD and all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. he, he believed like in his utopia, which he wrote about later in a book called The Island, that like everybody would be doing LSD all the time and like... uh you know, capitalism would fall away. And like Brave New World is about the opposite of that vision where uh, the chemicals are used to kind of like castrate the public into conformity. Mm. So I don't know. The whole idea of a participatory economy where it's like councils are deciding everything. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever been a part of a decision by committee, but it's never a good decision at the end. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to uh, hard to trust people to run things. Yeah, like yeah, it's like it's it, to me. It sounds like for the participatory economy thing is like the same problems we have today, except the people who are causing the problems have all the power. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But then again, I don't know. I'm not a sociologist. Do I look like a sociologist? What do you think? Do I look like a sociologist? Uh, I don't know what a sociologist looks like. I think they got a tweed jacket. 
Yeah. I think they, yeah, I think they like look down on people because like mm-hmm. they're always thinking about groups. So they just look at you like you're just a cog in a machine. Pour my latte. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. I think about sociologists. If you saw me in the street and you were like, and you were like, you know, just contemplating my existence and you didn't know who I was, what, mm-hmm. what, what job do you think you would assign me? Like, what would you say I did for a living? I have no idea. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't usually think about people in that way. No. How do you usually think about people? Just observing them as people. I don't, I don't consider like pigeons, what, what job they might have as like a, I don't know how you would know that by looking at someone unless they were like wearing a uniform. Well, like you kind of like, like, like Julia and I were kind of playing this game earlier and we got mm-hmm. kind of got it from a TV show we've been watching. But mm-hmm. uh, you kind of just look at people and and you just get a sense by how they comport themselves. Like, yeah. what do they do in their day-to-day life? What's their thing? What's like yeah. That guy's a lawyer, for sure. That guy's a lawyer just by the way he carries himself. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I saw you, like in a grocery store, like looking at Kiwis... Yeah. I would be like, this guy does sound. Like, and that's how he says it too. He's like, I do sound. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, I guess. I don't look like yeah. a therapist. Yeah, I wouldn't say you look like a therapist. And I don't look like a marketer, you know. I don't have a weird purple tie. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't dress in like business zany. Um. Yeah, maybe maybe if maybe someone saw me in the street and they and they had to guess what I did for a living, you know what? I would hope that they say that guy is a paleontologist. Mm -hmm. But I need like a hat for that. You need a Dr. Grant get up. Yeah, that's right. I need the ascot, and I need a yep. I need the aviators, and I need the hat. You know, I need to be trustworthy. Oh, you should, did you hear the news uh, about? Oh, was that? I was gonna say you should just get that wardrobe. Like that's the only thing you own. Like those cartoons where somebody has like <laughs> the same thing all in the closet. Dude, it's just like a million of the same outfit. I am basically that person already. <laughs> like, like it's not the paleontologist outfit, but like. Like I've got these cargo pants I wear and I've got like three, four pairs of them. Um, mm-hmm. I've got these t-shirts I like. And when I like a t-shirt, I decide to just buy like 40, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I would totally be down with just like taking a year and being Dr. Grant, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have seven hats. Yep. Yeah, man. That's my Monday hat. Yep. This is Monday is Tuesday. You can tell it's Friday because it's it's my Friday hat. <laughs> it's happier. <laughs> yep. It's a good hat. Um what job would you like to be considered as? Like when people see you in the street, do you do you ever think about what people think of you as they see you like while you're out in public? You seem like you seem um, like you'd be the kind of person who would just like try to, you know, 
dismiss everything and anything like that as like a matter of mental health. But there's got to be times where you slip up and you're just like, man, I feel so fucking cool right now. I hope this guy thinks I'm so fucking cool. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Uh, Only when I'm wearing my Hamtramck Avengers shirt. Nice. Nice save. (laughs) That's (laughs) (laughs) like I... I've got my I've got the Hamtramck Avengers uh, beanie, and yeah. um, you know I'd I would wear that like everywhere I go in the winter time, and not once, not one single time has anybody, even in Hamtramck, where they should know that that is definitely the Kowalski Wiener sign, right? Not a single person has been like, "What's that?" <laughs> not a single yeah. person. And it's it's a hat that begs to be asked about. Do you get that? Do you get people asking you what the Hamtramck Avengers are? Nobody's ever asked me. Wow. And that's a good logo. You designed it yourself. I did. And like I'm well, really I, happy I stole about it from, from two other logos, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, you did the Portman too. <laughs> you know. Everything's yeah. a blend of something and others. But um you made that logo and it, it it struck me as like a great like zany take on like uh the atmosphere at the time particularly like you know that was what 2018 2017 and uh, uh, all the marvel movies were were the biggest dicks in showbiz and yeah uh and you know we're in hamtramck sunny hamtramck with the big kowalski wiener and like we just basically combined those two and I just figured everybody would be like wondering, oh my God, what is that? It's that, that's a Hamtramck Wiener sign with the Avengers A. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least like, be like, <laughs> what is that? You know? Yeah. But not a single person cared. You know? That's why I'm leaving this country. Mm-hmm. I, I, no one cares. I, I can't believe you're staying. Why don't you come with me? <laughs> come with me. Come to a land where people care about the Hamtramck Avengers. Far away from Hamtramck. Yeah. Yeah. You come and 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 fight crime with me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I do during my free time. Is I fight crime. Hmm. But I don't know what's illegal or not. So I just fight. <laughs> and I assume it's crime. It's a good life. Sounds fulfilling. I'm filled. <laughs> I'm so full in all of my holes. Nice. So much to delete that. <laughs> if that doesn't get deleted, then the intern I hired to edit these things is totally fired. We have an intern now. His name is Bill. Do you have any specific requests for Bill and how you get edited in these these uh these here episodes? Uh, no, not really. No? You don't care how you come across? <laughs> I mean, I started off episode one talking about necrophilia, so like... Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't seem like I'm that worried about my image. <laughs> like, I told Julia about that, that like our first episode's about necrophilia, and now she keeps throwing that at me. 
like I'm the necrophiliac and I'm like, look, yeah. that was Ian's <laughs> idea. <laughs> I asked follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. Like I did what any good uh, broadcaster would do. And I was like, go on, <laughs> please keep digging this hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not too much. Man alive. So we got some like news topics. Do you want to hear some news topics? Let's hear them. I'm I'm bragging. I'm I'm dragging this out of uh, the offbeat section on Reddit. You ever go to Reddit? Are you a redditor? I am not. I I like to browse the Reddit. I'm not a commenter. I'm not a poster. But once in a while, I like to browse it and see kind of like what people. What people are doing. Mm-hmm. You just sent me a, an image. It's loading very slowly. <laughs> oh, it's Kyle having a little nap on my uh, my laptop bag. Nice. Nice. See, Kyle loves the podcast. That's all he needs in his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I'm going to give you a choice and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about one of them. And we're going to throw away the rest. Okay. okay. And then maybe we'll, you know, after that, I'll give you another three and you got to choose one. It, it's going to be okay. called kill it, kill it, run it. That's our new, that's the new um, segment. Kill it, kill it, run mm-hmm. it. Someone make a, someone, we'll have the intern, Bill, make a um, sound effect for that. Play that sound effect, Bill. If you don't play that sound effect, you're fired. Okay. So, the three uh, articles that we can uh, go on about are five Australian women sue Qatar over forced airport vaginal exams. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty fucked up. Starbucks rolls out olive oil brews. Olive oil brews. Um, or Michigan man charged with assault for allegedly hitting clerk on head with a frozen fish. Which, which, which one do you want to kind of like delve into? Uh, let's hear about that Michigan man. Okay. Okay. We're running with Michigan man charged with assault for alleging hitting, allegedly hitting clerk on head with frozen fish. The victim was transported to a hospital, a prosecutor said. A Michigan man has been arrested for allegedly assaulting a grocery store clerk with a four-pound frozen fish during a dispute. I imagine it's four pounds frozen because when you have a frozen fish, the the water that, that's in there, is there's a lot more of it. The incident occurred right. around Sunday at 7.13 p.m. at a grocery store in Warren. In Detroit metro area. You know Warren? I do. That's right. It's right next to you. After the fish, Afterwards, the fish counter clerk informed the man that the counter had closed at 7 p.m. due to Ramadan. And the suspect allegedly became angry and argued with the clerk over Ramadan. That is when the suspect allegedly assaulted the clerk on the head with a four-pound frozen hilsa fish, a type of herring. Have you ever had Hilsa fish? No. 
Herring aren't that big. Well, it's I four pounds, man. It's not that much either. It's it's kind of big. Like I'll get a pound of salmon, and I mean that's like that could feed two men. You know, let me look up hills of fish. Hills of fish. Um. Okay. They look tasty. They look like the kind of fish that you would just only use as food. Mm-hmm. They mostly come from Bangladesh, and, the, and it contributes about twelve percent of the total fish production, and about one point one point about one point one five percent of the GDP in Bangladesh. Um, common names include Jatka, Ilish, Pala, and Hilsha. Let's see. It's a freshwater fish. Okay. Its depth range is about to 200 meters and within a tropical range on the uh, latitudes. It can grow up to 60 centimeters in length and weighs up to three kilograms. Okay, so it could be like a two-foot fish. Is that how it is? Is a foot 30 centimeters? Yes. That's that's something I should fucking figure out. That kind of quick conversion. Where did you learn your metric conversions, man? I just know that a ruler usually has inches on one side and centimeters on the other, and there's 12 inches in a foot, and there's 30 centimeters. Damn, man. That's the kind of... That's the kind of man who pays attention in school. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember that at all. What do you think ChatGPT says about it? About Hilsafish t- or about metric conversions? <laughs> <laughs> about Hilsafish. As a presidential candidate, as a presidential candidate, would you make it illegal? To hit a man with a hilsa fish. Um, AI says it should already be illegal. So okay. it is definitely against hilsa fish assault. Man. So the uh, problem was uh, observing a religious holiday? Yep. Made the, made um, the guy mad? Yeah. Um the suspect identified by prosecutors as uh, Jobul Hussein was 60, uh, charged with one count of aggravated assault with a fish, which is a misdemeanor. He was arraigned. <laughs> this show is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he was arraigned in Mon- on Monday in Warren, and uh, he has posted. He's posted the five thousand dollar bond. Okay. Um, on April twenty seventh, he's up for a pretrial hearing. What day is it today? The seventh. Oh my God, Ian. Yeah. How much do I have to pay you to go to the pretrial hearing about the fish? Uh, I would have to take a day off work. It's April 27th. It's a Thursday. No, it's a Thursday. Thursdays. Oh, that's right. I mean, oh, man. If it was a Friday, What if I would it's go. after work? If it was Friday, you'd do it. <laughs> if it's after work, if it's at like 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when they do the fish crime. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. oh, fish crime happens after eight. <laughs> um, Macomb, Macomb County Prosecutor Peter Lucido said in a statement that um, if you assault someone with a fish in our county, you will be prosecuted. Frozen <laughs> fish is dangerous if you use it to hit someone on the head. And I, I tend to agree, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with the prosecutor on this case. You shouldn't be hitting people in the head with frozen fish. Or, or, Agreed. or raw fish, for that matter. What if it splashes? Or live fish, because now you're talking about animal abuse. Yes. That's right. So um, I'll look into whether or not um, the pretrial hearing scheduled for April 27th is uh, before or after your work. And if it's during your work, we'll negotiate a price for you taking the day off so you can mm-hmm. do some live reporting. Bring your recorder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is that legal? Can I go into a courtroom and fucking record? Like, uh, I feel like that's the problem, maybe. Um, we'll look ahead. But like, there's sometimes people can do it, you, you know. Like you see, yeah. you can see press at in, in court things. So like maybe like you could just bring like there. a sketch pad. Just bring a sketch pad. There you and, go. You know, <laughs> I would like to see your doodle from the fish case. <laughs> just be some guy getting attacked by bees. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> let's see. Let's do another round of. Uh, uh, kill, kill, run. Let's do or it. Or kill, run, kill. How should, what, what should we call it? Kill, run, kill? Is that a good name? I don't know. Whatever. Run, kill, kill. Run, kill, kill. Okay. It's the podcast game where we look at three articles and we pick one to talk about. Uh, let's say... Woman who killed pro-war blogger thought she was auditioning for a journalism job. Or thieves steal, mangle, and sell wheelchairs used by disabled Syracuse athletes. Or Portland man laughed maniacally while chasing pedestrian in a stolen $80,000 forklift. Which one are you most interested in? That first one. The I forklift? Some... No, the first one. The first one. The lady who killed someone auditioning for something, something? Uh, a journalism job. Mm-hmm. That uh, does not compute. I need more information on how. Okay. Like, how would someone okay. come to the point yeah, in their well, life where what... they're just like... <laughs> I need this job. Why would that? Why would that be a part of a of a job interview or a job uh, recruitment? Like process? I remember this one time, like I was fresh out of college and I wanted a I wanted a sales job. I was kind of like in that position for a sales job at like a marketing agency, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know. Like I was, I was dealing with this lady interviewer who was kind of like, she didn't seem to like my vibe at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at the end of the interview, she was like, look, 
you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be aggressive, you know, with this job. It's a, it's an aggressive job. Like, uh, you're doing sales. Can you be aggressive and stuff? And like, I was like, yeah, I could, I could be aggressive. I could, I could kill people for this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But like I did say something like off color like that, like a little yeah. crazy. So I pay off porn know, stars all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's see. This person's name is uh, Daria Trapova. Daria Trapova mm-hmm. uh, seems to be a Russian, a Russian art graduate. Um, she unwittingly murdered a prominent Kremlin propagandist during a fake audition for a job in journalism. Okay. So the job was never even up for grabs. You just, she just, <laughs> damn. <laughs> she did not do her research. Um, Daria Tripova believes that, she was on is a that how we hired, resistance uh, test. Is that how we hired our intern, Bill? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you got to assault this guy with a fish. <laughs> You'll meet Ian at the court. Um, <laughs> let's see. So she believes she was on a propaganda resistance test for a job at a Kiev based website. Kiev. So that's um, Ukraine, right? When she yes. handed uh, Vladlan Tatarsky a bomb that killed him, so she did kill mm. a person by hit, by like giving him a bomb. It cited leaked transcripts of her interrogation by Russia's KGB. Um, she was charged with terrorism two days after Tatarsky forty was killed in the blast. Wow, I never thought we'd talk about Russian terrorism, but here we are. Um, the investigative committee, which probes major crimes, said it had charged Ms. Tripova with committing a terrorist act by an organized group that caused intentional death. Uh, the committee said Ms. Tripova had acted under instructions from people working on behalf of Ukraine. Let's see. She was offered a job on a news website in Kiev, but first had to prove she knew how to resist Russian propaganda. She's 26 year old. And she admitted that she had carried the bomb into the cafe. But her husband said that she was framed. The bomb was hidden in a golden bust of Tatarsky. That's the person who was killed. Yeah. Did she know it was a bomb? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It seems like she did. He was the only person like, killed. Give this guy a bust of himself. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bust this show guy him with his bust. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly, like, giving him a bust of himself doesn't really show that she's uh, against Russian propaganda. So she must have mm-hmm. known that it was it would be a it would be a stunt, yeah. a terrorist stunt. Um, mm-hmm. There's dozens of photos and videos that prove that she did it. Um, she's a known supporter of Alexander Navalny. You know Navalny. I don't. He's the, he's that, uh, he's the popular <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> antagonist of Putin. Putin. Uh, Let's see. Um, 
An officer asked Miss Trapova if she was suspicious of the package, and she said, I wasn't specifically told what was in it, but I suspected something bad. Okay. Um, apparently in the video, she does not appear alarmed or give an impression that she has just handed over a bomb to a murder target. However, that impression would look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she walks slowly away from the exploded cafe in some, uh, footage. So, yeah, man, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, what, like if you were told to give a bust to a known propagandist by Ukrainian, uh, militants, would you do it? Mm-hmm. You would? I wouldn't. No, no. Uh, that's because you're not an art graduate. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a, I would say I'm a pacifist. Mm-hmm. But like, so what if it was just like you were thinking to yourself, look, these Ukrainians just want to give this guy a little statue of his face so that every day he wakes up, mm-hmm. he sees the statue of his own face, and he's like, do I want this man to be a villain or a hero? in the world. And like mm-hmm. the whole thing was just like anti-propaganda against the propagandist. Like, could you believe that? Or would you be like, there's probably a bomb in here. <laughs> I, uh, I would hope I would be smart enough to know there was, it was a bomb, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like, foresee myself being in that sort of position. I mean, like, I feel like if it happened to us in our life, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a bomb. I don't think it would be that intense. But I do think yeah. it would be like, um, like, we'd be told to like give a statue to somebody, and in the statue is is a bunch of like uh, a bunch of fish, <laughs> you know, and it's gonna smell yeah. real bad eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's the only time I'd be in that kind of situation. I don't know though. I'm, I'm living in Argentina. I don't think they have, uh, I don't think they have such terrorist problems as, you know, Russia, Ukraine situation. Yeah. And like, by the way, this person in her photo, um, mm-hmm. at the court hearing, she's wearing a college sweatshirt that says Maine on it. Like the state mm-hmm. with the lobsters. Yeah. Maine. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it is kind of baller that, 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 like the slow walk away. That's like a, it's like some Tarantino movie shit, you know? Yeah. She was just like, well, I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> Deliver the bomb. Explode. She's like, oh, hell yeah. Slow walk like, away. I feel like in, in her head, like, I feel like in her head, it was more like, not like a big hell yeah, like badass moment. It, it was mm-hmm. like looking straight at the camera and saying, I bet you wonder how I got into this situation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'd be greatly suspicious of uh, joining any kind of uh, propaganda campaign. Yeah. But... But I don't think uh, 
I don't, I just don't think I would be like thinking it's, um, a bomb. So like, I can see where she's at, where she'd be like, look, I didn't know it would be like a bomb. I thought it would be a fish. (laughs) So you're on her side. Um, not necessarily. Like, I think she should get the same exact punishment as Trump gets for paying a porn star. Mm-hmm. Whatever that ends up being. Okay. We got one more round of uh, okay. run, kill, run. Or kill, run, kill. Let's do it. <laughs> Nebraska law enforcement. Yeah, you gotta, you, <laughs> right. you, you pick. You pick. Yeah. Nebraska law enforcement will pay to get you drunk this April. Um, Colombian government to spend $3.5 million moving Pablo Escobar's hippos. Or a serial sperm donor who fathered 550 kids is sued for increasing incest risk. Which one would you like to hear more about? Oh, that's a tough choice. I kind of want to appease our match. Nebraska listeners and, and get that that Nebraska story. All they but, need uh, to know is that they can get drunk this April. <laughs> <laughs> Headline says it all. <laughs> they get paid to get drunk. Go to Lost Way. They get paid to get drunk, right? Yeah. But, like, we got the hippos and we also have incest. Sperm donor is my the the other one that I'm like interested in. Oh wow, you've got a dilemma on your hands. What do you? What would you? What you? What you gonna kill, man? What you gonna run with? Um, give me the sperm donor story. <laughs> it's genuinely hard. <laughs> it is genuinely hard for you. We're going for sperm donor. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so. Uh, a Dutch musician and prolific sperm donor who has fathered about 550 children around the world is being sued for increasing the risk of accidental incest. His name is Jonathan Jacob Meyer. He's 41, and he's donated sperm to at least 13 clinics, including 11 in the Netherlands, where he was blacklisted in 2017 for fathering 102 children. Okay, there's a lot of information just right there. Mm -hmm. one he was blacklisted at 102 children and he kept going for 448 more children (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know what the population of the Netherlands is but 102 is not that many for like a whole you know, country, it depends. Like how how localized were the sperm? That's the thing. Donation. That's the thing. Centers, is that like you know? I mean, that's the thing. Is like population centers. After just being blacklisted, it. After being blacklisted, it sounds like he he went international. So <laughs> I imagine he's he's got some spread in terms of like where he's he's doing this. That's true. That's true. That would be kind of <laughs> sick if he was like, oh shit, I'm blacklisted in the Netherlands. Well, I guess I'm populating Canton, Michigan. <laughs> We're gonna have 400 kids there. A bunch of Dutch-looking bastards. Um, mm-hmm. 
So one, I have a lot of questions. Like I, I can't, I don't even know where to start, honestly. Like, so 550 children. So that's 550 successful times going to a sperm clinic, masturbating, hitting the cup, right? Mm-hmm. Getting right in there and, and leaving. Uh, a big thing I want to know is how much was he paid for all these children? Yeah. Average payout for sperm donation. Um, it's between 100 and $150 for a sperm donation. Let's just do a low price. So this kid, this guy has made $55,000 jerking off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and like, we're judging him. How much money have you made jerking off, Ian? Zero dollars. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've jerked off on jobs before. So if we just divide it by hourly, I've made maybe about $12 jerking off in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) But then how much did you have to pay to hush up the porn stars? (laughs) None. I like it when they talk about it. (laughs) So under Dutch guidelines, donors are not allowed to father more than 25 children or impregnate more than 12 women to prevent inbreeding or psychological problems for kids who find out they have a lot of siblings. It turns out Meyer lives in Kenya now, and that is where he has been donating sperm, um, including places like Denmark and the Ukraine. Hmm. And uh, it's like an international... (laughs) I would have said you... I'm going to send you a link to this guy's uh, photo. Yeah. (laughs) He looks like, let me explain. (laughs) Uh, This guy looks like he's in sales. (laughs) You know, he probably is. It's going to be like, at least like real estate. It's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there's going to be 550 of this person, like, in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the foundation has asked the court to order Meyer to stop donating and to have all his sperm destroyed unless it is reserved for a woman who has already given birth to one of them. Can you imagine being, like, the technician that has to go out back <laughs> and destroy the sperm? <laughs> Like, in what manner, like, what does it take to destroy the sperm? Can you just throw it out? Or, like, do you have to go through a special process and make sure the sperm is dead? <laughs> like, like a Terminator. Yeah. Like, you, uh, you buy yeah, it. Doesn't, uh, they, don't, they don't survive that long on their own anyway, right? Like, a certain temperature. Yeah, just take it out the fridge. Like, done. Yeah. Right? You, you think they... <laughs> You they throw it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> just got this crusty-ass microwave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's got to do, like, 100 loads. Like, how big is an average load? <laughs> how large is an average ejaculation? Let's see. Um, a 
about five cubic centimeters. So five times 550 is 2,750 cubic centimeters. So hold on. The, the payment uh, is per donation, but do the, do all the donations get, they don't all get used, right? You just kind of, you donate and someone chooses or doesn't choose that sperm, right? I don't know how it works. Do you get paid every time you jerk off or do you get paid based on how, how often your sperm is utilized? I have to imagine you're paid for the jerk off because. So how is it his fault that they've been (laughs) doling out his sperm to all these people? They are the ones that should have been keeping track of that shit. You are the one who should have been counting sperm. (laughs) Um, Like. I mean, maybe being banned from an entire country of sperm donation should have been a signal <laughs> and you shouldn't have moved to Kenya. <laughs> if you're going to pay me a hundred bucks to jerk off, like, damn, I'm going to go there every time. <laughs> I'm used to jerking off for $17 an hour. <laughs> like, look, um, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because, like, one, I think if you want to make a career out of jerking off and you can figure it out and you go to the lengths that, like, look, you move to a different country so that, like, the standard of living can make sense with, with the way you acquire mm-hmm. income. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, these sperm donation places, they have, like, dossiers you know, about the person who's donating the sperm. Like they say like, Oh, yeah. he's got this kind of education and, and uh, he, you know, these kind of looks maybe and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so like, if you're a hot commodity and people are taking your sperm and people want your children and like, I don't think it's up to the father of random children to prevent his half thousand children from, sexing each other (laughs) right yeah I think it's a brave new world and if you're going to have if you're going to be attracted to someone who looks a lot like you you really should be getting a DNA test (laughs) and also you should be thinking about how narcissistic that is So the only people who are going to be suffering from this are narcissists who are incredibly attracted to themselves. So I'm on the side of, I'm on the side of our man. What's his name? Jonathan Jacob Meyer. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Would you, um, if you were, if you fathered 550 children, would you meet them? All of them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd have like a a powwow, like a convention every year. Yeah, <laughs> my all together. Yeah, <laughs> it would be bigger than Astronomicon. <laughs> we'd serve serve frozen fish. 
<laughs> and like it'll be full of women who wouldn't have sex with the guy directly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Apparently he used a pseudonym in a lot of uh, his sperm donations to mm-hmm. get around the laws. Um, they chose him because he was worldly, creative, and intelligent. Uh, and he was open to meeting his donor children, and he looks like my partner. He was open to meeting the donor children. <laughs> Damn. So that that times 550. Yeah. Like, what would you do if mm-hmm. you were a kid and, like, your mother was in tears and, like, she was just like, look, your father and I, we couldn't conceive together. We tried the hardest we could, but we just couldn't do it. So we, we used whatever method was available to have you, my sweet child. And, mm-hmm. uh, look, I, I hate to say it, but, uh, we used a sperm donor. And with that said, you have 550 siblings. <laughs> like, would, would you be excited? Like, cause like, that's kind of sounds like a Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory moment to me. It's like, Oh, I've got 550 brothers and sisters. That's sweet. <laughs> Yeah, it probably depends what age you're getting that information at. Like, maybe it would be really exciting, and maybe it would be like, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, hey, you have 550 siblings. You probably shouldn't date anyone in this city. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think I would tell my kid. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, if they started dating a blonde person, I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no blondes. What are you, racist? Go date a black girl. <laughs> yeah. None of that. <laughs> We're moving to Kenya. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, my God, man. Uh, apparently, this, this article closes with a, with a quote from him. Uh, he like, mm-hmm. And this is what he says about this. He says, I like to see that there are children of mine all over the world. That's nice. Okay. He's like a, he's like mean, a modern day Genghis Khan. Yeah. You know, no one's suing Genghis Khan. Good for him, man. He found a way to make his dreams come true, I guess, or something. That's right. That's why I like to jerk off. <laughs> he's, 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 uh, I mean, survival of the fittest. He's, he found a way to be the fittest. You know, he fit something into someone 550 <laughs> times. Yeah. Not personally. Like, I feel like this is the kind of guy that, like, I don't know. He seems to get, he, he seems to get like the whole pleasure equation with sex all wrong. Like he he's getting pleasure from sex for the reason sex is supposed to be around, and not the fact that it's just fun to become in someone. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like mm-hmm. he's he's got these pure motivations, and because he's got these pure motivations, he's getting prosecuted. I don't know, man. I think I'm against these people. These these uh, people suing him. I think. Mm-hmm. Scott Cass, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to join in on this, but I am pro Jonathan Jacob Meyer, and I hope he does meet all 550 of his children. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's something you should be sued for. Like, can you sue someone just for like having too many kids? Like how many is too many? What's the point right. at which you can sue someone for having kids? <laughs> when it becomes it's obscure, whether or not they would fuck an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. I mean, I feel like any more than two is too many. <laughs> right. We should be suing those people. But, uh, I'm not, yeah, but you know, like my, uh, both my sisters are pregnant right now and I'm just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm obligated but whatever, to love, man. but yeah. So man, I think, I think it's, we've come to this point of the cast where mm-hmm. we've got to answer the question that we always try to answer. Yeah. <clears throat> What did we learn today? Uh, boy. We learned that uh, systems kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people don't they, know how to they operate. Set arbitrary them. rules. Yeah. The rules are arbitrary, they're, they're applied inconsistently to people. Uh, people aren't very trustworthy to to make decisions for other people. Systems, they're they're uh, they suck. Yeah, yeah. Like whether you're hitting someone with a fish, like or exploding a journalist, or uh, coming in a bottle, or even if you're paying off a porn star. Or trying to protest mm-hmm. against gun violence, it seems like the system only works to fight against you. And yeah. that's not the country I grew up in. You know, the country I grew up in was a country that praised freedom. It, it was a country that said, "You can fuck five hundred and fifty people. <laughs> you can pay that porn star off. You can mm-hmm. protest whatever you want, and you can slap that man with a fish." This is America. And I'm still in That's America. Right. I'm in Argentina. I'm in the f- farthest south part of America, if you count the Americas as America. The entire yeah. Western Hemisphere, essentially. And here, I believe in the same principles that I believe up in North America, the United States. I believe mm-hmm. in freedom. And if I was president, or ChatGPT was president, and I was operating the props, I would make sure that you could donate your sperm as much as you want and you get paid for it. Nice. I would make sure that every man with, with, with a working wedding tackle can make their bread with nothing but a little bit of lubrication <laughs> and a cup. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if I had to have my druthers, I would, be, I would, I would go that direction. Mm-hmm. Would you vote for that? Would you vote for that, Ian? That platform? Sounds good to me, man. So if like a Republican went up there and was just like, look, I'm on the Republican Party, but I just needed it for the nomination. All I care about is paying people to jerk off. Would you be like, <laughs> Yeah. 
I think every man should have 550 children. Yeah. No, nah, I do. Too many kids, man. You don't have to take care of them. <laughs> That's for the women. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what would you do if um, Bronwyn like came up to you and was like, mm. I'm pregnant because I was inseminated by Jonathan Meyer and we're going to have a kid with 550 siblings. Would you be, would you be, how would you feel if like she did that? Um, I would be pretty alarmed that that wasn't discussed prior to. Yeah. It does seem like something to be discussed. I'm capable of. Yeah. Pretty sure I could, I could do that. But like the thing that you can't give Bronwyn that Jonathan Meyer can Mm -hmm. is 550 Mm -hmm. siblings. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She wants a big family. I mean, I can start donating. You could. That would be so romantic, honestly. If like, you know, your wife was like, I want a kid and I want it to have as many siblings as possible, but I only want to raise one. And you were like, okay. Right. I'm going to donate the sperm. (laughs) Yeah. But 150 times. (laughs) Yeah. And yo, like, that's how many stuck... So, like, he probably donated a lot sure. more than that. So, he got paid $55,000 to produce the children. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, like, let's give it a generous he's half. Probably pulling, he's probably pulling, he's pulling six <laughs> figures at least. Yeah. He's pulling something. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Man, God. I bet, he, I bet, like, <laughs> like, he's going to go to court. And they're going to be like, you're, he's going to be sitting there in like the office with Donald Trump. Donald Trump's got to justify his porn star expense and he's got to justify his lube expense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's going to be only one of them is going to come out unprosecuted and that's going to be him. Because that mm-hmm. is a genuine work expense. That's some material right there. Yeah. That's cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. So, my God, man. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd be I'd be more alarmed at the fact that like my significant other wanted a kid at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like like if it was thrown out, the fact was thrown out that like uh, it was because this person's got five hundred fifty kids already, and I just wanted to join the crowd. I'd be like, I would I would actually be a little less mad. Because I'd be like, that's such a strange reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I want to explore that with you, you know. I want to understand. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point in your life? So, all I'm right, sure man. that's a very common reason for <laughs> getting yeah. impregnated. Yeah. Like, like you know, every, every, every little girl walks around with the little baby doll. It's just like, I love my baby doll. I, I'm so happy that there's exactly 550 other versions that I don't need to take care of. Goo <laughs> <laughs> goo gaga. <laughs> so anyways, um, one last point, uh, just 
Anybody listening in Nebraska, make sure you drink a lot this April and look into your local legislatures for getting paid to do so. And uh, Ian, why don't you lead us out? All right. Uh, thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. That's right. <laughs>